Lauren, I cannot believe how close to Christmas it's getting. Have you started to think about what presents you're going to buy people yet? I have actually, because I've fallen a little bit in love with mouse and grapes, cheese and wine hampers after we enjoyed hours on our cosy little night away. Oh my God, great shout. They had so much in them. I mean, two full bottles of wine for a start. And it's such a fun way to try different cheeses. I hadn't even heard of some of the ones in the hamper and they were so delicious. Especially when paired with the crackers and chutney. But do you know what I love most about the hampers? It's their mouse and grapes dot quite a range of them and they all feel super luxurious in their gorgeous packaging, but they're all at different price points. Excellent point, Jess. But my favourite thing is the little pairing booklet and the pencil that comes with. It turns the hamper into a real experience, I think, and it gives you the chance to learn about what you're eating and drinking and just really appreciate it. Plus, it's a great way to make it into a fun little social activity for the festive period too. Yes, I love doing that with you. Okay, so listeners, please do check out www.mouseandgrape.com when thinking about Christmas gifts this year. It's a definite reco from us. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. This week, Lauren and I realised we've been inadvertently doing non-fiction November. So we're coming at you with some, well, non-fic recos, of course. Yep, we'll be covering all your non-fiction needs from memoirs to productivity hacks and books which will genuinely just motivate you to live your life to its fullest. Um, Lauren, look, before we get to it, I have to know, are you watching I'm a Celeb? Of course I am, Jessica. And I assume because you've asked that you are too. Of course. <laughs> I have not, not watched the general public vote Matt Hancock to eat a kangaroo dick. Oh, I God. saw a meme that said, I spent the pandemic shouting, eat dick at the screen and now <laughs> he's going to. <laughs> Although that is oh my God. task and we're busy, so we can't watch it live, which... That makes me really sad. Um, but he's giving me the ick already. Mm. I I just can't like every time he talks, I'm like, please stop. When he sang Ed Sheeran, what? I like a piece of me died. Do you know what also made me die when he didn't know the words to sweet Caroline? I was like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh um, well, have you picked a winner? I really love Jill. When she came into that house at the beginning, I was actually so starstruck. <laughs> Well, do you know what? I, I met her a few weeks ago. She worked at, we, she spoke at one of my events and I've never felt so starstruck in my whole life. So They're the just fact like that you've said Wonder that Woman, is, aren't they? honestly, and she's <laughs> so tall and just so lovely as well. Like she's just not precious at all. Whereas, you know, if one of the men had won the World Cup this year, I think you'd all, you'd all know about it. Yeah. Have you got a winner? Is it Jill? Or have you it got was Jill. One? So me mm. and my friend from work, before she got, like the lineup was announced and she was rumoured, we were both like, shall we put a bet on for her oh. to be the winner? But I just didn't get my act together and didn't do it. But the odds at the time were so good that I would have cashed in if she won. But anyway. Got a long way then. to go. 
Yeah, yeah. I think she I think she stands a good chance of winning. I think so. And so far, like not only are we all obsessed with her, but like she's been good value in yeah. there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really enjoy her. Um, so obviously Matt Hancock is the big bad baddie that has come in, but my skin, like when I saw, I didn't because he took up all the headlines I didn't notice that Sean Walsh was the other celebrity going in mm. and then when they showed him on that night before they came in like my skin actually crawled that it's like two horrible people two horrible in. men coming in together I think that's it was purposefully done the fact that yeah. they they two came in last bodies. yeah um so listeners in case you don't remember or you didn't listen to the episode this year we were sent copies of why did you stay by rebecca humphreys and sean walsh not only cheated on her with his strictly come dancing partner on her birthday but was also gaslighting her and an emotionally abusive boyfriend throughout their relationship and her book details that relationship um so there is your first non-fiction november (laughs) echo (laughs) it is also like hugely empowering and funny and nostalgic yeah and like gossip heavy obviously um it's like 100% in my top 10 books of the year is it in yours have you like looked at your list yet I haven't actually looked at what books are going to be in my list yet but considering that I didn't watch the series of Strictly where Sean was on and yet I still read the book and I'm in complete awe of Rebecca Humphreys I reckon it might be yeah and I didn't watch the series either but you know how I like to stalk like Michelle Keegan and Mark Wright, similar vibes of that. Like I oh, was yeah. very, I was very invested <laughs> in that case, even though I wasn't watching the series. Um, listeners, it is even more important that you read this book now. Yeah. Last night's episode, Sean Walsh was like trying to get sympathy from it all, oh and he like walked off to have a little cry, and then what's her face went to the diary room. And was Sorry, like, woman. such a nice, yeah, I don't, I have Fuck off, she can do one. Yet. Fuck you, like, you, you're a dick. She's because perpetrating you, him. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, he's just such a, he's a really nice guy. He's a sensitive soul. And everyone needs to read it because he's fucking not. And I'm really, like, I'm already so angry in case the public starts to like him because it's unacceptable. Yeah, same. Um, what did I put on my own Insta? Something like, if I didn't know Sean Walsh was already a psychopath from reading this book, him eating a cherry bakewell tart with the fucking foil on would have done it. Like, <laughs> who would hinder their enjoyment Savage. of eating a chick? Take the fucking Savage. foil. He was like, it was like getting in the way of like. Yeah, he was like things. a like chipmunk, like squirreling away. It was it was really icky. It was, it was like fucking take it out the foil, you menace. <laughs> but I I totally agree. And watching the episode last night where he was trying to play the nice guy and get the sympathy vote actually had me raging. I'm fuming on Rebecca's behalf. And for that matter, everyone who's ever been subject to any kind of psychological or physical abuse from their partner, because he is continuing to gaslight her by making out to the public that he was shunned because he was perhaps kissing his strictly come dancing partner. And that's not it at all. Like, that was the icing on the cake but the fact is he's still trying to make out that that's the be all and end all of this and it's just toxic like that that him kissing that woman is neither here nor there in my eyes it's how he treated Rebecca throughout their relationship after their relationship and the fact that he's 
now trying to just say oh no that's that was the only reason I was the bad guy because I I I kissed that the woman yeah fuck off and do one because that's he's just toxic and oh my god I'm getting so angry even just thinking about it if I would I would consider stop watching if he but I also feel like I have a duty to Rebecca to keep watching it and informing people about what a horrible person he is. Yeah, like, true. Okay, I, this is our now like, public service act. We we need to monitor Sean Walsh and the public. <laughs> I already don't like that they didn't vote him for another trial already. I'm like, no, he cannot be yeah. out of the woods this soon. No, yeah. And, yeah, and, that- and that's not it. Like, if that's the only heat he's going to get yeah. on from the other campmates about how he treated his partner then that's not enough no you can't get off that lightly because he, he also like ended up by being thrilling. like he did say like my poor you know ex-girlfriend and then she made a statement yeah you're too fucking right she should make a statement it was also a brilliant statement and it the book brilliant. starts with that statement oh, yeah please read this book is it one that's 99p on kindle this month or am i just spreading a rumor let me just check our own blog post just go and just go and fact check that for a also, little guys, bit. Also, guys, you should actually like check out our blog post because each month we've been doing a roundup of the ninety nine p recos and like because there's always so many of them. These are the ones that you should actually read. Yeah. Um. So and what I'm doing here is bargain. scrolling through, and it was last month. So uh, shame on you if you missed. Um. Okay. Anyway, we let's calm it down. Okay. We've yeah. done our uh, our public service duty for today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we will reconvene tomorrow and talk about Shawbush some more. Um, but this episode, non-fiction November is a bit of a thing. And we're sorry that this episode is not coming at the beginning of the month. <laughs> but also two of November's episodes have been non-fiction books. So I'm that not is that very sorry, true. Because we have sort of got you started. Um, but <laughs> non-fiction anyway. galore, you might say. <laughs> One hundo. um but today we thought we would reco just a few that like we haven't ever talked about before because we do talk about a lot of non-fiction books actually yeah um so we're going to use november as a bit of excuse um to chat about them and also it's a great opportunity if you if you did want to do a bit of non-fiction november then maybe you can embed some of these into your reading yeah still got some time so jess do you want to take it away with the first one i will because i'm so near to finishing a non-fiction book at the moment so i'm going to reco it right up top um it is glittering a turd by chris helenga love that phrase um <laughs> is that the one that laura price recoed when we interviewed her on the pod exactly yes oh, so. um so laura wrote a novel called single bald female about a woman who has it all and gets cancer And the title of the book is the same as the title of the blog that Laura started when she herself was first diagnosed with cancer. Um, And so, yes, if you haven't listened to that episode, go and listen. It's really fab. And the book is so fab. Um, And we always ask authors that we interview what book they would reco. And what writers read, hey? Exactly that. (laughs) Do we call our segment that? I don't know. Uh, I think that might be plagiarism. Yeah. but yeah, she she's she that's what she recorded, and she's actually DM'd us since when I was like, "What should I read?" She was like, "Glittering a turd." I was like, "Okay, okay." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I bought it, and I'm I've only got like thirty pages left, um, and it's fucking glorious. Is it? Yeah. Tell us what it's about. So Chris was diagnosed with cancer, age twenty three. 
So already, you know, people don't think that you can get it that young mm. or they, you know, they do now, but there was definitely a time when people didn't really realize that it could affect them so young. Mm. I guess it's less common. Yeah, exactly. Still... Um, but what's really scary is that she ignored signs or, well, she didn't know that they were oh, wow. necessarily signs for a few years. Like she starts the book by talking about, um, I think the first day she mentions is 17, but if not 18, Mm. And how like one of her boobs was bigger than the other and would frequently hurt her. Um, and then during that time, the cancer spread from her breast to her spine. Oh God. Um, and like in the book as well, she's like, um, she's doing like a year abroad type thing mm. and she gets drunk on a night out and is sick. And in doing that throws her back out. But actually <sighs> that is the cancer spreading to her spine. <sighs> but she just sort of like didn't, maybe somewhere underneath like kind of knew yeah. that maybe something was going on but was also like oh it's just a thing like yeah you know, and young and how about boobs we don't really check our boobs like and what the hell is this back pain oh so painful so annoying oh i'm trying to live my life out here <laughs> drinking my drink you know um and like one thing i didn't know and and again it had been happening to her for like a few years like so scary to think that actually she had this this whole time and it was you know not being treated or known about um is that so she had a sort of orangey liquid that would occasionally leak from her nipple and that is a symptom of breast cancer and I had no idea of that it would happen to her she'd be like oh gross so embarrassing mm. and didn't didn't know did you know that no I didn't no I didn't so if anything like if nothing else if the book is really yeah. dull like at least you will go away learning something but fortunately the book is also not dull <laughs> <at all. laughs> um so brilliant yeah and so it is a, about her illness of course um, but also about how she started the wonderful Copper Field charity. Yeah. And how like she was just like, no, come on, like gals need to know to be checking. Um, <laughs> and we, we've got to, you know, make it a bit of a thing. And like how like she basically just got all her friends together and then they started going to festivals and face painting people and talking to them about <laughs> boobs while doing it. And she's also this whole time like going through treatment. Oh. And they had to like raise five thousand pounds to then be able to become a charity and um it's just like hugely empowering it's also like really funny she talks in such a chatty way like it's honestly yeah. just like read I sat I down love to read books like that yeah I was like oh, probably, I've got like 10 minutes to kill yeah I'll just start it now and I'd like got sucked into like 50 pages immediately. Wow. so I was like whoa where did they go um she chats a bit about boys and like there's a lot of nostalgia in there um but like ultimately it's just about living life to the fullest and glittering that turd yeah. and like it's a book about living um oh, i love that yeah it's really good so thanks laura and yeah. everyone else should now go and read it as well that sounds brilliant yeah um okay i've talked for fucking ages lauren you'll go um okay so i read the 5am club this month and there's a bit of a backstory as to why so me and a friend went to a live podcast recording where Hermione Olivia was interviewed and she's the CEO of JS Health Vitamins um, and before that she was like a founder of her own PR agency um, and she did some like reality TV back in Australia but I didn't really know her for that and anyway she's someone that I really admire and she's great to follow on Instagram Um, anyways she was was talking a lot about the books and habits which have inspired and motivated her in her career and she said that Robin Sharma's book the 5am club literally changed her life big claim I really big love claim. it when people say that about a book. same 
same yeah okay because expand. I couldn't not then buy it yeah because I'm like well I need to know why it changed your life oh my god so... I should start saying that about Norman Foreman <laughs> but it clearly did um so I bought a copy for me and my friend and we buddy read it together oh cute this month I'll uh, pretend not to be offended that's <laughs> Well, she was who I went to the event with. Yeah, so no, I was like, if someone's going to get this, it's going to be her. So she needs to read it. Um, so she sort of prefaced it with, yes, it's a bit of a cheesy storyline, but the message beneath it is really powerful. So I was willing to take that in my stride and yeah. like expect that it was going to be cheesy, but it's also changed this woman's life and she's a fucking boss CEO mm. of like mm. this huge company. Um, so essentially it's a non-fiction book through told through the lens of a fictional scenario. So I'm hoping it still counts as oh. non-fic November. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna allow that. Yeah. Partly because I want to hear more. Because <laughs> I think I know what the 5 a.m. club is, but I haven't read the book, so maybe I don't. Ah, got you. Well, it's mm. sort of become like adopted by TikTokers as well, of like some hashtag. Well, I think Mark Wahlberg is in a 4 a.m. club. Oh Jesus. Yeah. As um, you were. <laughs> so there it's like the fictional story is that these two strangers meet an eccentric tycoon who basically becomes their mentor and he teaches them the 5am method, which is Robin Sharma's method that he's been teaching for about the last two decades, I think. Um, and I have to say it is super cheesy <laughs> and a lot of people are put off the book because of that. But I do also think that there was the fictional side to the story was really important because it helps demonstrate how you implement the method into your life and then some of the challenges that you might come up against. And also if it was just like, here's a method, one, two, three, four, mm. five, you'd be like, cool, and you probably wouldn't do it. It's the story that really compels you to start yeah. believing in it and like hyping it up. And I guess like maybe some days are harder than others and like yes, you two have exactly. heard about a character going through that. You won't be yeah. weirded out when it happens to you. Okay, exactly. so what is the method, Lauren? So I feel like like, like I can't just share what the method is because you, like I said, otherwise you'll is take it, it face value. It's not at all. <laughs> but if I just say what the method is, people are going to be like, right, so I don't need to read the book. And that's exactly what you shouldn't do. Like right. I think if you want to know, you should read the book. But it's essentially a formula to follow every morning to set your day up for success and you wake up at 5 a.m and your day is like there are 20 minute tasks that you do oh, and each like 20 minutes is like for a different part of like self-development and it's essentially saying that if you wake up before the rest of the world wakes up you won't get distracted by your to-do list or like other things it's and true. actually it's dead time so if you could use that time to your own self-development then it's like you're stealing back time yeah. which kind of makes sense because because not many people are willing to wake up at five o'clock in the morning I have to say I am not waking up at five o'clock in the morning but I do wake up at six well 5 45 for the gym so I'm I feel like you can like take the method and then like change it so it works for you yeah okay because I thought it was just as simple as like you wake up at 5am because then you've got time when people are asleep to work out read your favorite book whatever and actually in the first lockdown my sleep was so thrown and I yeah. would wake up but like I mean still not that early probably like half six or seven 
and just read and it was it became my favorite time of day to read because like no one was around to distract me on my phone yeah my partner was in bed so he wasn't around to distract me there was nothing on tv to what like it's actually the perfect time to read um but I didn't realize that it was like different 20 minute yeah yeah so that's what like the chapters then go into what those tasks are and like how you stay motivated how you stay productive how you like work on the parts yeah yeah so I will wake up earlier and prioritize those bits but I am not waking up at 5 a.m so I do think that's a bit too extreme yeah and Mark Wahlberg at 4 a.m I'm sorry fuck that no I'm also not a CEO I don't think it's necessary no that's I have no desire to be a CEO either you actually need to apply yeah exactly like take the parts that are actually genuinely going to help you like it will help you look at your life to think well these are the areas I want to be more productive in Mm. so how can I apply this the this toolkit to help those areas instead of you know doing a complete 180 so you could just take like little bits of it and implement them throughout your day if you didn't want to do like a whole yeah 180 like wake up at five like that's not for you but you do want to be feeling a little bit more positive more productive and you're willing to you know embrace some of the cheesiness I'm kind of all for that does it does it make it because you know some some people don't enjoy reading nonfiction because they like a story and sometimes it is easier to get sucked into a fictional book than non fiction did it mm. did that help then yes or, definitely but, okay so it's yeah it's almost um it's like a hybrid uh, yeah easing you in to help you like non-fiction if you like non-fiction as well because there is a storyline to follow it's a gateway it's a gateway that's the mm. word I was looking for mm. it's the gateway <laughs> drug into non-fiction yeah um, okay thanks for that thank, and also for diving into it because I saw your review and I was like oh she's gonna start waking up at five but I didn't actually realize what it entails Mm, yeah um so Jess any more echoes from you then I do have one more because I don't know sometimes when I listen to audiobooks I then just don't echo them on our page just like because I've got a picture of the book even though so many of them I rate really highly (laughs) yeah and will tell people to read like undoctored by Adam Kay that we spoke about recently yes. like it's still not on our page anywhere but it's on our podcast so that's why I'm kind of like it's not the end of the world because we have a podcast so I'll just bring the audiobooks there very true so I'm going to do that today Ooh, um exciting. I listened to it quite a while ago um and this is what it feels like for a girl by Paris Lees uh for anyone that wow. doesn't know Paris is a presenter journalist and just like all-round force of nature um hello she was uh Vogue's first trans columnist which I didn't wow. know until recently um and this book is a memoir and it details her life growing up as Byron in the Midlands um so as I said I listened to the audiobook but I've since learned that it's written in her dialect and like slang of the Midlands so oh, like, wow. certain letters missing or things spelled a certain way and I really That's love it cool. when a book does that because yeah, it does just like take you to that place and you read it yeah. in that voice. But do you know, it really stresses me out to think about how that must have been writing it for them because there'll be so many like yes. red squiggly lines red on lines. Yeah. And did you mean or autocorrect? 
no yeah. I, I really did mean yeah like spelling. is there a function where you can turn it off and do they just have to turn it off but then actually is that dangerous i wonder if she just went something? through and put add to dictionary on like every word but then Not equally if there was a word that she had misspelled did then, she then miss it yeah that would stress me out god that would have been a nightmare book to edit fucking hell yeah <laughs> i'll just be like yeah all looks great <laughs> good to go <laughs> um so yes I um I thought this book was going to be maybe more about a transition um but like we actually don't even reach that point in the book oh, I remember wow. saying to you at the time Lauren I was like oh the book has ended and she's still Byron <laughs> I was like okay oh, okay so maybe it's a part one yeah I did think like oh is there a sequel to come but yeah it's, it has been out for a, for a little while and I haven't heard any murmurs um it's lots of it is very fun and flirty and nostalgic and lovely like um all the chapters are like titled after naughty songs so like there's one called like get your freak on and um lots of like references to walkmans we love (laughs) and like um a time when like you could smoke indoors and things like how nuts is that yeah in our lifetime in our lifetime we were quite old when that came in yeah and we were almost like oh <laughs> and also it's really fucked up that we used to smoke indoors not we but like yeah. people it's, it's mad, yeah it? it's yeah mad so like it takes you back to some of those things but like my overall feeling was like this is really scary like um she um has sex with random men for money older men um she ends up in jail um and like even that it's like sort of a bit tongue-in-cheek yeah the way that she like says things and she's like oh but they love me in jail <laughs> like, oh god but it's really scary to see what can happen to someone who doesn't feel accepted yeah she doesn't really have any parent figures when well, she's a parent figure sorry but she hasn't got a close relationship with her mum or her dad yeah there are other people in her life but like just to see what can happen to someone when they don't have stable home life yeah when they don't feel accepted when they aren't quite sure of who they are and like the paths that they can go down like it's really yeah, scary some of the situations that she was in and the things that she was going through and the things that she normalized for herself yeah so this is in no way an easy read uh, it is an easy read the content isn't easy yeah but yeah it, it is really easy to consume because paris is paris and yeah she has a laugh and things um so yeah and i guess just- as well like growing up feeling like that in an age where we didn't have the internet yeah that's even more isolating isn't it because you can't even sort of find stories online of people who have similar experiences yeah there was like no one really around I mean she does find a a group of friends um but there wasn't really many people like her around and she might Mm. have found them on the internet yeah you're right um so yeah it's um just really like eye-opening and like really scary to think about and like hopefully and now we know who Paris is it's like wow I did not realize you had to overcome all of that to get to where you are today like Mm. fucking well done and like now that she's doing so much in her campaigning so that hopefully other young people don't have to go through it yeah Um, good on her so yeah I, I haven't seen I've only ever seen like rave reviews and people really loving this book. So glad to actually finally be talking about it (laughs) (laughs) and enjoy. Um, Lauren, 
Yes. How do you want to leave off? Because we do love nonfiction. We do. And I feel like we've spoken about a fair few nonfiction titles this year. Shall we give some of our favourite nonfic books of all time? Like Quick Fire. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a, like a, because you've said we've spoken about them before. So we'll just be like, this one. Yeah. Okay. It. Okay. So I'm going to start us off up top because it's okay. clear, clearly one that was going to be mentioned is Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming. Damn, you stole the good one. <laughs> um, it has to come first, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Sets the precedent. Sets the precedent. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Similar vein is Viola Davis's memoir. I've spoken about that one a few times now. You do. That's that brilliant. One. Yep. Okay. I'm going to throw in a taste by Stanley Tucci. We've got a whole oh, podcast episode good on that one. We love it. Yep, yep, yep. What you got for me? Um, what you got? Oh, okay. Stronger <laughs> by Porna Bell. Interviewed her on the podcast. So you can go listen to that one. But also she is just an, an incredible human being. Yeah, we actually don't laugh about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't. I should get royalties for that book. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to jump in with a I Am Not Your Baby Mother by Candice Brathwaite. Oh, Candice just such a queen. Like, solid, such solid, a good solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Another one that I won't shut shut up about is We Need to Talk About Money by Otago mm. Wagba. Again, another whole podcast episode dedicated to that book. You can't say we don't treat you with the non-fic. <laughs> um, fuck it. Speaking of non-fic, we've got a whole episode called, what's it, do we call it Love in Non-Fiction? Yeah, Love in and Non-Fiction. And like, it's a few different books that explore romance and relationships, but also love as a family concept or as friendships um yes. there's fucking loads in there so if you go that was a brilliant episode i really enjoyed it's yeah, really good recording that well, one like conversations on honestly love, yeah there's so many good books in that yeah. episode yeah. um okay i'll finish us off with something a little bit more documentary style if you some- want something a little bit grittier we discussed patrick radden oh, heath's yeah expose on the Sackler family uh this year in his book empire of pain which was but not me null good one mm. it's quite a diverse range of books there we've gone from like food to really important topics to, like exposés to like love like there's a lot the going first on first lady yeah like there's a lot to i just love a non-fiction book yeah love it oh 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 we need to discuss a very exciting non-fiction book that's coming out in January. Oh. Prince Harry has written a book. Yes. It's called Spare. I love a exciting, provocative title. Spare, like, is it called? Yeah, because you know that like Will is the heir and Harry is the spare. Like so oh. with the Queen and Margaret, it's like the heir and the spare. Yes. And it's almost like Harry being acknowledging that phrase because like the royals don't really say that, do they? And Harry's been like, fuck it, spare, title of my book. And it's going to oh. be an expose. He also reads the audio book, which is obviously what I'm going to listen to. I'm not going to read it. As in like Jeez. physically read it. I'm going to listen to it because then we get to yeah. like hear harry i'd quite things. like to do that too actually i did that with michelle obama's and that was brilliant. yeah i did it with barack's and it was it was better you want to hear it from their their yeah their own mouth. tell me how it is harry right yeah. into my ear put that emotion in there yeah and so speaking of gosh a lot of television in this episode but new series my my life has actually become quite hectic because handmaid's tale new season has just come out and now crown season five Are you oh! watching? i haven't started it yet i'm saving it my god Diana like could be Diana it's weird I've seen the trailer she looks brilliant she does do slightly too much neck and head acting 
because we know Diana like you know mm. used her her head in that certain way she yeah. seems she, she doesn't seem to say a line without doing it uh, but okay, also so I'm so here for the voice much. the look everything it's oh my god I'm so excited to, to finish I, I blitzed through four episodes in one night oh wow yeah been off sick this week so I really should have binged it then oh, that would have been perfect yeah it's fine you, you can catch up um it's on Netflix oh my god <laughs> my mom texted being like what channel is the crowd on and I replied <laughs> going Netflix you boomer <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah if anyone else is gonna read spare let us know very exciting yeah add that to your Christmas oh my god wish list Okay, a little segment coming at you. I think we've called it Request a Reco. Who can say? (laughs) (laughs) Next week it might have a new name. Um, So we've had a few requests for a Christmas festive read. And we're not ignoring you, but we are going to be doing a full episode (laughs) dedicated to that shortly. Um, So stay tuned. Um, But instead, this week's request is, can you recommend a good audiobook? Okay, I love that, especially after the episode the other week where we talked, um, you mentioned, I can't remember who it was, but talked George about the magic the of listening to an audiobook. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've even talked about audiobooks today quite a bit yeah. already. <laughs> Clearly we're big fans. Yeah, so um, quick fire, Lauren, what you yeah. got? What you got? Um, I'll go first. I am going to reco Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. I've recorded this book on the pod before, but it is genuinely one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. And it's because it's him who narrates, just like we were saying about yeah. um, Michelle and Harry. It just makes the funnier bits funnier and the sadder bits sadder. And he has had just such an incredible life um, growing up in apartheid South Africa. And he... um yeah his he's got so many stories to tell it's very educational um but it's also just really funny he is a comedian so it is very humorous in parts which 10 out of 10 recommend yeah i still have fomo i don't know why i haven't actually listened to that yet yeah you should listen to it with your borrow box yeah it's not on my borrow box which is probably why i haven't listened to it yet yeah um gosh I don't know which one to do because I feel like all I do at the moment is talk about audiobooks um <laughs> and so you maybe... can't say Paris Lees because you've just no I just that. did that um I thought maybe I'll like do some that are just like a bit quirky to listen to so for example like Daisy Jones a different voice for every character that's quite a fun yeah, oral experience good. oral eral what's it called when you hear things oh oral what's... yeah yeah, it is. No, but no, that's, that's to do with your mouth, but maybe it's because it's speaking, so then you hear it in your ear. Hero? <laughs> Why is that called? I think it's oral because when you do a piano exam, you do an oral piece. Okay, yeah, I think you might be right. Something to look up. Um, I think also, I think I maybe talked about it in our audiobook, our like, first audiobook episode, but Eve of Man by oh, yes, you did. Uh, the Fletchers. It's yeah. got a male and a female narrator. Very fun. So does the Fletcher male and narrator. Oh, and that was a Fletcher <laughs> narrating it. Fun <laughs> yeah. crossover there. That's funny. Um, 
yeah, I think any of those, I mean, they're fi they're all fiction. So at least then we're doing a fiction and a non-fiction. But that's, they're go. quite fun and they like keep you a bit engaged and like you can yeah. really start to visualise a character when it's two different voices. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And not like a man doing a woman's voice because we learnt that. We know that, that gives us the ick. the ick. So as much as Matt Hancock gives us the ick when he doesn't know the lyrics or tries to sing lyrics that he does know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. It costs you nothing, but it genuinely means the world to us. And please, if you like listening, then share our podcast with your reading buddy, because they might like it too. And if you don't already, then subscribe to our monthly newsletter, where you can get all the records you might have missed otherwise, at www.bookrecords.com. See you next week. We'll be here.